The year was 1985. Coca-Cola introduced New Coke, which would go down as one of the worst marketing blunders in history. The Live Aid concerts were broadcast around the world and raised over $125 million for famine relief in Africa. Michael Jordan is named the NBA's Rookie of the Year. And on December 10th, Raven Simone Christina Pierman was born in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm Hope Carew. I'm Paige Smith. And this is History Duffs Presents Raven Simone. Hello. (laughs) Hi, Hope. (laughs) Right off the bat, can I tell you something stupid that I thought? (laughs) Yeah, obviously. (laughs) I am just now learning that Raven's last name is Pierman or Pearman. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I thought when I saw that she had gotten married and had taken her wife's, I thought that her wife's last name was Pierman Madej. I see. Yeah. No, that's not stupid at all. I thought her wife had a hyphenated last name. I think it is because then today I was like, you sh- I was looking up, she's a brother named Blaze Pierman. And I'm like, wait, is she related to her wife? Like, ew. Oh, okay. That, that part's pretty <laughs> yeah, stupid. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, I we should talk about her name right up top because for years and years we've known her as Raven Simone. Absolutely, right? Yeah, always. Her own. It, so recently, she uh, made a TikTok mm-hmm. about how nobody says her name right, and it's actually Raven Simone. Yes, because it's French and there's an accent. It exactly. So technically, with that accent in there, she's not wrong. That is how it's pronounced. But I will also say that. Um, she says her own mom says Raven Simone. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty so funny. I think if we slip up and call her Raven Simone, it's not the end of the world. Yeah, she also she said like I'm not tripping about it. Like I said it I said it wrong on Disney Channel because that's what they told me to do. But I also, I grew up with two girls in my class, both named Simone, and of course they were best friends. So it was like, the name Simone oh, yeah. was at like, I was at the top of my, it's at the top of my consciousness, you know? Well, I've known Simones. I've never known a Simone. True, so. true, <laughs> true. She's the first, I guess. But yeah, she said that um, for a long time at the beginning of her career, it was hard enough to get people to write it with a hyphen, Raven Simone. And so after she got the hyphen, she's like, I'm not even going to worry about the accent. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) That hyphen is a win in and of itself. That is funny. Yeah. Yeah. Because she has like that hyphen first name, but it, you know, it works as, as like a last name type, you know? It really does. Yeah. It's like, it's sort of like Mary Kate. She's got two first names. Yes. But you wouldn't think that Kate is her last name. No, of course. That is a good point. Although I don't know people with the last name Kate, so it's possible. You know people with the last name of Kate? Yeah, but it's with a C. But still. But still, yeah, it could happen. I've heard of crazier last names. Um, I Smith. Just today, <laughs> for the first time ever, I watched uh, Snakes on a Plane. You ever seen it? <laughs> I have seen... I've seen footage. I have not seen it in its entirety. I love... I had never seen it before, um, but the reason I bring it up is because... There's a woman on the plane with the snakes, um, and yes. she has a little dog, like Paris Hilton would, you know, like a little tiny dog in her bag, and the dog is named Mary Kate, and I that's like the funniest <laughs> part of the movie to me. 
I laughed that is out loud. so funny. I told you that I just met a dog named Camilla. <laughs> yes, you did. Oh, what a good name. My family loves human names for dogs. It's funny. It's funny every single time. <laughs> Shout out to our friend Reed, former podcast guest. He's a dog named Michael. So good. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, the more plain and human sounding the name, the better, in my opinion. I did date a guy who had a dog named Hope. No, you didn't. Yes, and you know him. It was recently. <laughs> why would you do that? Why would you, Listen, Hope? Why would you date someone that has a dog named Hope? I know, because you know what? I was in a I was in a fragile place. Honestly, it's more on him. It's weirder for him to go after a girl that shares a name with his dog. I'll be honest. We're both good girls, so it's like I oh, get it. Uh. <laughs> Gross. Take what, that we're, back. Wait, we're both blonde. <laughs> Is that better for you? You know what? It's better. We're both really good he, girls. It's better that he's dating a girl with the same name as his dog rather than getting a dog and naming it after the girl he's dating. Who's to say that he didn't? Did no, he? he didn't. No, he didn't. Okay, that would be it. crazy. We had not met. I would be afraid at that point. Okay, let's talk about Raven. <laughs> right? fine <laughs> what well, we're all here I'm just kidding I, it's funny discuss. I did start I started us off on a tangent but it felt appropriate I love it no absolutely this we can we can do whatever we want guess what this is our podcast this is our podcast and we say and that we're covering and it's famously not monetized we don't have any sponsors so we can do whatever we want <laughs> hey until we th- we might have to cut this out we're looking for sponsors that's true if anyone wants to give us money to just keep doing what we're doing we'd love that we would love it. All right, let's start with Raven. You you set the scene so nicely. New Coke. Oh yeah, right. This is this is the world that Raven was born into. This is the world. Live Aid, Michael Jordan, uh, New Coke. Nineteen eighty five, that's when the Breakfast Club <laughs> came out. It's also when my mom graduated from high school. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, if you can believe that. Moms were graduating in nineteen eighty five. Um, but Raven Simone Christina Pierman <laughs> was born December 10th, which is my brother's birthday, in Atlanta, Georgia. But she moved to New York as a kid. Basically, her mom, Lydia, uh, she studied computer science in school, and her dad, Christopher, studied political science. So, very smart family. Women in STEM, we support. Women in STEM, dads in STEM, we love to see it. Dads in. <laughs> Poli sci. Dad's in poli sci. <laughs> we love to see it. Um, and we will but, be making pins. <laughs> uh, when Raven was born, her dad actually became a stay at home dad so that he could uh, raise her and notice. So cute. <laughs> right? I love that so much. Um, but he noticed even in her infancy that she just had a, an outstanding personality. She was very expressive. So he had her auditioning for things and had her modeling from the time she was a baby. That's funny, though, because that makes me be like, well, were we just, was I just not expressive enough for for you, Dad? You didn't think I had it? Yeah, no, you really, you didn't. I didn't know you as a baby, but I can tell you, you didn't have what Raven had. (laughs) And here's the thing is I think I did have it. I know you think that. (laughs) Yeah, and that's where, that's where the issue comes, comes from. But 
I didn't have a stay-at-home dad in Ossinging, New York. However you say it. Ossinging? Yeah, Ossinging. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, Ossinging. Oh, Ossinging. Like the great Ossinging. Whatever. Just say with confidence. I believe believe you. Whatever you say, I believe you. Um, But when she... So she was doing commercials as a little toddler. She did a Cool Whip commercial, uh, Ritz commercial Ritz. Oh, I commercial can't believe she did Ritz. Crackers. When I think our last episode was also a commercial for Ritz. Ritz is like the launching pad, man. I guess you got to do a Ritz commercial if you want to make it in this industry. Hell yeah. Um, but after she booked a Macy's ad, her parents moved her to New York. Um, so they had, they had better career opportunities for her up there, I guess. And they actually managed her career into the 2000s. Um, so yeah. the first several years of her career, her parents were her managers. Um, and then they kind of, they wanted her to find more professional uh, representation. So they stopped managing her. But her dad did write a book about managing her. I saw that too. I really want to find it and read it. I do too. It's, it seems like so earnest. Yeah. And apparently he does like, he's like a motivational speaker and stuff too. And talks about yes. like raising your kid in the industry or something in a way yes like he just feels like such a dad like I just yeah I want to read it he's giving Victor Baxter vibes look I would <laughs> I would trust him I would believe him I li- I would listen look yeah. how successful Raven is still to this day yeah she seems to have really good you know parent parents who are supporting her yeah and she's on speaking terms with them which is huge I guess we have to read it if we're going to raise our children True. to be child stars. Ours, our or shared just raise, children. Or just raise our children, period. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know there was another way. There isn't. No. <laughs> okay, it's 1989. Not the Taylor Swift album. <laughs> oh, you mean the year my mom graduated from college? Okay. <laughs> um, so, I yeah, can't so- believe that's what Taylor named her album after. Yeah, I remember there was, like, she really wanted to, like, copyright it. She wanted to copyright the year or trademark the year 1989. And they were like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Can't do that. Yeah, that seems fair. Like, you should, that's not fair. (laughs) Yeah, you can't just, you can't just, like, own a year. I own (laughs) 2007. Why 2007? What, what, uh. Because that's when my biggest trauma is. (laughs) No. That's the year that shaped me. <laughs> That's the year that shaped me. <laughs> that was Amazing. a pivotal year for me. Pivotal uh, year. But sorry, Hope, go ahead. What happened in 1989? Um, <laughs> well, she auditioned for Ghost Dad, which is a TV show, <laughs> apparently, starring Bill Cosby. But she didn't get it because she was literally an infant. <laughs> yeah, I think she, or I guess she a was a toddler. Three. Yeah, she yeah. was three years old. Yeah, they were like, yeah, maybe just like you're a baby. I don't. (laughs) And then she got cast on The Cosby Show, also at three years old. But I guess there's a difference in months. I think less so the difference in months. I think it was more that she was just too young for the other role when she was three. But then they she was they were looking for a three year old for The Cosby Show, I guess. Oh, oh, I see. So you mean like they maybe they were looking for a five year old for Ghost Dad? That's what I. That's what I think. If yeah, I know Ghost Dad, <laughs> which you you said you'd watch, so I, I, uh-huh. I know you do. <laughs> so I know you do know it. 
I did not watch. Which ghost is why dad. there's going to be a ghost dad quiz at the end of this podcast no. for all the for all the real Bill Cosby fans out I've been there. Been waiting my whole life for a ghost dad quiz. <laughs> it is. Let me have it. <laughs> it is like does sound like the name of like an improv troupe. Ghost dad. Oh my gosh, it'd be so good. Yeah, I like that. If only it wasn't a Bill Cosby reference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's but rough. yeah. She joins the cast of The Cosby Show as Olivia. She was my favorite character, of course. She was so cute. She's done 64 episodes. I think that she was just like, she had a little part at first, and then they just kept bringing her back and bringing her back. Did you watch The Cosby Show growing up? I did. Yes, I did. I did too. It's a good one. <laughs> I wanted to rewatch some episodes for for this pod so we could talk about Raven on it. And then the thought of it just made me too sad. Yeah, sad and uncomfortable. And it's like, he's like a maternity doctor in that show, too. So it's just, like, weird. Yeah, super icky. I don't want to see him with a bunch of, like, female patients. I don't know. Yeah. No, that's a good point. So I didn't didn't rewatch it, but I did watch it when I was a kid, and I enjoyed it. That was before we knew anything. Before I knew anything. Yes. Yes, exactly. So it's it's so it's such a weird part. Like, what do you do with that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I re- I remember her being like my favorite part of it because I always loved like the little kid characters. Of course, yeah, they they're they're precious. And she was so I mean, still is, but she was insanely talented. Yes, at and such also, a young age. I feel like she looks exactly the same. She really does, and she has the same. Like Face. personality and same, yeah, same. She just like shrunk. She was just shrunk down. Yeah, like I don't know. I don't know if it's just that stars change so much as they grow older, or that people do. But I'm like, wow, you look the same. And even on the That's So Raven in Raven's Home, like on the icons on Disney Plus, mm-hmm. she looks the same age in them. Like I've accidentally clicked on That's So Raven just because I feel like she looks. Like an adult, but also yeah, like it's she's just looked the same her whole life. Yeah, she really has. Anyway, <laughs> there are people like that. I'm trying to think of someone else. I you, sometimes have you ever seen a a grown up and you just look at their face and you're like, I can tell what they would have looked like as a child. Yeah, you know, it's like they just have one of those faces that it's like they never grew grew into it or they grew. You know, you can just tell, and you're you're like, I yeah, can, I know what they're gonna look like. 40 years from now as well <laughs> I think that I think Raven's one of those people she's yeah no look she's gotta look the same and I think we've already seen a preview of it because doesn't she play a grandma character in one of the that's so Raven episodes where she like goes to the farm yes I think yeah she played like the whole family yeah she played the whole family Crazy. so I, I feel like I've seen her as a grandma and I'm like yeah that's exactly what she's gonna look like i've also seen her as a grandpa (laughs) and as a and as a baby she was in a high chair that's right i forgot about that you're so right oh my goodness um fun fact hope you're you're gonna like this one uh december 20th is raven simone day in the city of winfield which i think is louisiana oh wow why? Because her mom, I don't her know. mom is from Louisiana. Her, oh. I think her mom, I think her mom is from Wynn Parish. Actually, mm. parishes are counties in Louisiana. I happen to know this because wow. one of my besties is from Louisiana. Shout out I to you, Mary. 
Shout, shout, shout out Mary. Hey Mary, this Love one shouts out to out you. Just random people. What's funny is that Mary is such a common name. There's probably thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of listeners named Mary and right they're now all thinking feeling that they're special. your best friend. <laughs> yep. Most of, most Marys live in Louisiana. Don't take that away from them. Um, but yeah, she was only four years old and she got a key to the city of uh, Winfield. <laughs> Super cute. <laughs> okay, that is actually, that's so irresponsible right? for a city. Well, she though. can just get in at any time. Like, you can't just give a baby a key. Like, that, I would love to see that go horribly wrong. <laughs> like, you know, Kid Mayor. Yes. Oh, yeah. Mm hmm. That is what would yeah, happen. Yeah. Like, toddler with key to city like it's like did you ever see the movie blank check of course i've seen blank check (laughs) it would be just like that except instead of a blank check you're given a whole city (laughs) (laughs) and you really take advantage of it you know like you like go to the zoo all the time you like ride the animals around okay i think i think i'm writing a children's book (laughs) oh my gosh yeah that's so good Cut this okay, out. Copyright. You don't want to steal it. Copyright. <laughs> she said copyright. Uh, that means it's copywritten. That means it's copywritten. Copywritten. Copyrighted. <laughs> copywritten. Co- copywritten. Who am I? Who are um, you? In I can't 19- believe that. This, that's insane. Okay. Oh, the key to the city? Yeah, absolutely bonkers. I wonder if she still has it or if she's been back to Winfield since. She has to have. What what if you lose the key to a city? Like, that doesn't feel right. But it's also like you're not using that every day. Well, it's just like ceremonial, isn't it? <laughs> well, yes, but... Oh, okay. I'm like, I can't tell I like- if we're still joking. <laughs> <laughs> you're, like, worried about me. Uh, Yeah, it's a joke, but... I mean, you should frame that. Frame the joke? Oh, no, the key. frame yeah, yeah, yeah. the key. Jeez. What is wrong with me today? I don't know, but I'm going to frame a joke for you for your upcoming birthday. I've just decided. Ooh, one that I've said or one that you've said? No, just like a knock-knock joke. Oh, one okay. One that you don't have any like special connection to. I like that. That's cute, though. That does sound like pretty and decorative. Knock-knock. <laughs> Something it's funny also for... kind of threatening. Knock-knock. <laughs> knock-knock. Yeah. yeah. It can be very scary. The thought of which you like, <laughs> you like that. I do. You like I do like scary. Yeah, there's a lot of scary knocks on doors in in, in those movies. They really That's actually some... they don't knock so much as as much as they just kind of barge in. <laughs> Be a very polite those... killer. Sometimes they ring the doorbell and they're like ding ding. That's true, and a lot of times it's like they let the killer in anyway. Like it's someone staying at their house, or it's a trusted friend. Oh my gosh, I'm I'm getting scared. Sorry, it's almost sorry. like it's it's a trusted friend or podcast host. <laughs> You're so lucky we're on Zoom right now. Or Ooh, are we? This is pre-recorded. she's behind me. <laughs> uh, but okay, after Raven Simone Day uh, in 1989, <laughs> two years later, speaking of Blaze Pierman, Blaze Pierman's born <laughs> in 1991. <laughs> And that's her little brother, okay? Yes. And it's not anyone who's related to her wife. Not by blood. They are in-laws now, but not related by blood, to clarify. Blaze Pierman, cool name. Super cool name. Yeah, imagine Raven Simone. I'm saying Simone because that's what her mom calls her. Raven Simone and Blaze. 
Those are such cool names. Yeah, wait, if that's what her mom calls her, then isn't that what her name is? I mean, yeah. Yeah. Because doesn't your mom just decide? Yes, absolutely she does. If that's what her mom named her, that's what her mom named her. If your sibling is like a, a millionaire, like do, you, do they just give you money? Like how does that work? I, I mean, I think so. I would. Yeah, but like do they? Or I guess because like her parents were her managers, they got a cut. Yeah, her parents definitely got a cut while she was working, but I I imagine she's she's the one with money. I bet she's like I bet she's at least bought him a house. Yeah. That's what I think about with like Austin Swift too. I'm like, how much money does he have? I, I would Well now Austin Swift's name, he's like a he like produces stuff for Taylor. Oh Swift. okay. Austin Swift is Taylor's brother. And he also I know that he's the one, I don't know what his title is exactly, but I know that he's the one who decides when her songs can be, like, used in movies and things. Oh. And that's why so many of her songs are popping up in, like, really random movies. Because it's just, trailers. It's just him? Yeah. It, that's how That's how it's been portrayed, at least. Like, who knows how much truth there is to that? I just love it for it to just be one person's sole discretion and it's not even Taylor yeah. herself. It's her brother and just, like, whatever fits his vibe. He's like, sure. <laughs> Put it in there. I'm just, like, okay. I'm imagining... And then he gets paid. I'm imagining my brother in that role and I just, I can't imagine him doing it well. <laughs> well, I think that's why people were talking about it, because it's like, is he doing it well? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I feel like maybe we have like more of a chance to get a Taylor song in a, a trailer in, in our podcast because it's like seems like he just gets to decide. Do you know Austin? Could we call him? I don't know I, him. He'd like us, but we have some friends who went to, be to Notre Dame. Oh, did he go to Notre Dame? Famously. Oh, okay, good. Probably, good probably <laughs> many years after our fr- or before our friends, though, are young. How old is he? I don't know. She's thirty three or thirty two, so he's got thirty three. A- so then he's probably thirty. I mean, Wait, you're twenty eight. Should you date Austin Swift? <laughs> Austin, if you're listening. Austin Ames. Okay, wait. Call me. Would you Austin. rather Austin Swift or Austin Ames? Oh, Austin Swift. Yeah. We did not rate Austin Ames very well at all. Well, we rated Austin Ames lower than Nomad. <laughs> okay, Hope, let me ask you a question. If your older sibling were somehow successful, they were like a Raven Simone, or if you were like an Austin Swift. Oh, like my nightmare. And your sister was Taylor. My older sibling being more successful than me, yes. Would you want an easier, cushy life where they just give you some money and you have a quote-unquote job working for them? Or Mm -hmm. would you want to go more of the Elle Fanning route and use – already having a successful sibling. Elle Fanning. Use that to your advantage. Yeah, I figured. Obviously, obviously, I'm Elf. I I tried to get my brother into acting and modeling actually because I, I was trying to like uh, Maggie and Jake my way. Maggie and to Jake, the top. good example. Yeah, I, but it was also kind of like an inside joke with my family, like a mean one, where they would be like, 
Yeah, like, if Griffin tried, like, he would become famous instantly and Hope would resent him. Yeah, that's how, <laughs> and it's... that's how I felt about my brother, too. I was like, he's just good at everything he does, which is so frustrating for me as a younger sister. <laughs> of course. Oh, my gosh. Like, at our local pizza pizzeria, Mio's Pizza, every time we would go, you can draw on on the table and then, like, you submit your drawing and if you get chosen to go on the wall you get a free pizza every single time I ate that there my entire childhood (laughs) I I sat there and struggled and perfected my drawing okay like I made it amazing I bet and then the one time my brother did it he literally did stick figures with a gun and it was someone (laughs) shooting someone shooting someone for their Mio's pizza and he won and got free pizza. And I was, like, so <laughs> mad. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> okay. Uh, so in 1992, the Cosby Show comes to an end. <laughs> you might be thinking, well, that's the end of Raven Simone's career. But it's not. <laughs> we, this is just the beginning. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Sorry, sorry, sorry. There is more uh, Raven episode to be had. (laughs) I just don't believe you. Prove it. Well, believe it. Because guess what? Did you know, Hope, that in 1993, Raven was the youngest person to ever sign with MCA Records? That is so cool. I did know it because Raven Raven did bring it up on uh, an episode of The View. Oh, did she really? Yeah, she like. What was the context? I don't know. She 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 was doing a little flex. Or someone was like, "When was your, you know, first foray into music?" And she was like, "Well," and but yeah, she was saying, like that on set, like she her life was like very glamorous, but her parents were like normal and like strict at home. So it was like, oh, I think it was you. like she'd like copped an attitude. After, hmm. like, because in the, what's the song called? Uh, that's What Little Girls Are Made Of. That's What Little Girls Are Made Of. It's, like, it is, like, awesome. And she's, like, on a private jet, like, surrounded by, like, a limo and, like, you know, a jet set her. It is so good. The song is so freaking good. It is a straight-up rap. Like, she is rapping. Yes, and she's killing These it. Lyrics. She's, she's five? Like, seven. She's seven years old. I think she's seven, right? Yeah, well, 1993. Yeah. Uh huh. 1995. And she turned, her birthday's in December, so she would have been seven, I guess. Seven, yes. Um, But it was written by uh, Missy Elliott. Yes. That is so cool. She wrote That's What Little Girls Are Made Of. I um, have the lyrics. I'm going to read a little bit just to give the uh, audience at home a little taste of what a seven year old. Uh, was rapping. I'm not going to rap it. I'm just going to read them. But I really, I I implore you to listen to the song yourself because it's so good. And okay. watch the video. Mm-hmm. Yeah, watch the video too because it really, it, it, it the whole thing just mm, slaps. Chef kiss. Okay. <laughs> Take a peek while I kick a Dr. Seuss mix. Ting-a-ling-a boom, your y- y- pockets will they pick. Shazam, kick jam, the little rap. Suit to your tutu, the middle rock flash. Gobble zoo, gobbled up my lyrics. Hut for the double hut, kid of the month. Dag who touched the sweets to all that. <laughs> I can't even read it. I'm reading it off the page and I'm struggling so much. And she's like rapping. 
all these words. It's like a tongue twister. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I wonder if we could put it in the episode or if it would be copyrighted. We don't, why? This isn't good enough? This isn't... No, 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 no. It's exactly a, what it sounds like when you listen to the song I meant, on YouTube? I meant, is this going to be copyrighted? Like, your version. Right, my reading. The, P, the PV, <laughs> Paige's version. Tweedledee, Bumblebee, kick the funky deaf. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to play? Back for show and tell. Too young to have a love, so I call him fairy tale. Marmaduke, so I like her roots, so my love said. Raven. This is what little girls are made of. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's so good. It's so good. It's such a good song. It's so catchy. We need more children rapping. No, it's probably not a good thing to promote. <laughs> <laughs> but raps for more children. Yeah, I'm just like, let's exploit more ch- children. But um, no, that's not what I mean. Of course not. Of- we would never uh, endorse that. Of course not. Okay, so then. It in- might, but I wouldn't. <laughs> Stop it. You stop it. In- Whoops. Okay, so then later in that year, she joins the cast of Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Okay, her name is Nicole Lee, and she plays Mark's precocious preteen cousin, who Mark thinks of as practically a daughter. And who is Mark? <laughs> a good question. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I never, I've never watched Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Yeah, it's, no one did. But it's this guy, starring this guy named Mac. I'm sure people did. I'm sure. Oh. It, was, it was a big show. <laughs> right. No one did. No one did. Don't waste your time. <laughs> well, we weren't alive, so that's probably why. But it's in, yeah. it's a sitcom that originally aired on ABC, September 2nd, 1992, and it, ran until August 30th, 1997, and it starred Mark Curie and Holly Robinson, and it took place in California, and it's about Mark, who's an NBA player turned substitute teacher, and his roommate, Holly Robinson, who then like later becomes his girlfriend and fiancé. Fiancé? Fiancé. It's like a little... Will they, won't they? It's a will Friends they, won't lovers. they. One of those. Okay, love and that. And it's funny, is because it originally aired on Tuesdays in prime time, right after its sister series. And I want you to guess what its sister series was. In prime, in prime time? What channel was it? Is that too much of a hint? I'll tell you this. Um, I think I think it's ABC, but I'll give you a hint that the show is shares a creator... And it's also set in San Francisco. Okay. Um, San Francisco. That's the Raven. <laughs> oh, was it Full House? Yes. Oh, heck yeah. Oh, I'm proud of that guess. San Francisco. That's right. Full House. Yes. So it was its sister series. So after Full House, this show came out. And then it, and then it joined the TGIF like Friday night lineup on ABC. What a time to be alive. Not that I was. I know. But I wish, I really but, wish. That's also when Boy Meets World was on. I always think about like Tuesday nights at eight. Tuesday nights at eight. Like that's when I'm watching Go More Girls with my mom. Mm-hmm. Home Improvement. Yeah, I just like, there was something so magical about TV being on a schedule. <laughs> <laughs> Remember those days? Remember those days when you didn't get to pick what you watched, so you just got used to it? <laughs> true and the uh, shows had such massive audiences because it was like there's only so many things to choose from everybody's watching the same thing 
Exactly. And we would watch TV in the mornings with my sister was like a baby and we knew we were late to school if Caillou came on. We were like, we have to get out before Caillou starts. Caillou. The longer in the episode <laughs> episode of Caillou there like where we are, then we're like the later we're That's becoming. How you tell time is by yes, Caillou. I, yeah, absolutely. By his big head. Yeah, my little brother was a big <laughs> Caillou kid. He Caillou sucks. Himself some Caillou. I, yeah. yeah. Ugh, he's so whiny. Um, also, in 1993, uh, Raven's debut album came out. Uh, it's called Here's to New Dreams. And I just think that's hilarious because she's seven years old, we decided. Seven <laughs> years old. She's dreaming new <laughs> dreams. <laughs> yeah. Those other dreams were for babies. Exactly. These dreams are for... These are for what little girls are made of. She's like, I've lived a These life. dreams... <gasps> These dreams are what little girls are made of. Hey now. Hey now. Yeah, hey perfect. now. Wow. It's going to be absolutely humiliating for me to keep this in the episode. You better. <laughs> okay, so now it's a big year. It's 1994, and what Hope Carew the- <laughs> is born. <laughs> what came out the year of yes, 94? I was setting you up. <laughs> uh, should, I, should I lay it? Should I roll it back for you or no 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 let's be a lesson don't ever cut me off again (laughs) just kidding okay 1994 and raven gets a part in the little rascals which is you know as we all know based off of our gang and there's like a series of short films from the 20s actually from 1944 the Little Rascals? Our gang? Yeah. I didn't Our know it was based on anything. Oh, really? Yeah. I also was, like, late. I didn't watch The Little Rascals, like, as a kid. I saw it when I was a oh, okay. Up. Okay, wait, let me let me tell you the truth. Let me, <laughs> let me tell you the truth. Be honest with me for once. Please. <laughs> let me be freaking honest with you, okay? Um, it's based on a series of short films from the 20s, 30s, and 40s. Most of which were broadcast and on television as the Little Rascals, but it's based on our gang, which hmm. is by it's it says the film is an adaptation of Hal Roach's Our Gang. I had no idea. So maybe that's a comic book strip first, honestly. It kind of gives no, I- like cartoon animated vibes. No, no. So yeah, it's a it's a film series. It started as a film series, like with actors, like. It, Wait, and, a uh, film with actors. Slow down. I can't. I'm gonna. I'm confusing myself. Oh, it's okay. This. Anyway, is, I'm sure. I'm sure the truth is in there. The truth, <laughs> the truth is, is in out there. there. <laughs> and she plays uh, Stimpy's girlfriend at the club. Is the name of her character. Oh, Raven. That is so and, Raven. Okay, no more saying can that you, the rest of the episode. <laughs> can you it. guess? Can you guess who else is in who is in the is in the movie? Oh, there's the Little so Rascals? many there's so many people in Little Rascals. Okay, I want you to uh maybe a spoiler alert as to what's coming later in this season. Okay, well then I don't want to I don't want to tell everybody what's coming later in this. Season. Okay, well then okay, well, no, well then you, I'll no, cut it out. Say, just say the truth, so I don't guess all the wrong things and accidentally ruin our whole se- series. <laughs> okay, I'll give you a hint. They're twins. <laughs> oh, 
Gian Tamara, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing him off our scent. Um, is it Mary Kate Nashley? <laughs> it is Mary Kate Nashley. The dog from Snakes on a Plane. <laughs> the dog from Snakes on a Plane <laughs> as herself. I don't see anything to bring up Snakes on a Plane this episode. <laughs> That's yeah, amazing. she's literally in an airplane right now too um and then it also stars someone who's a crush of yours i believe um joseph gordon levitt and they starred in a disney channel original movie alongside lilo Lindsay lohan <laughs> bitch <laughs> um bug hall i did bug I did hall that. of course he's like the main alfalfa he's alfalfa he's a crush of yeah. mine yeah, I'm guessing he... that based on like something I've said or just like vibe because I do agree it's like he's got the vibe of someone I would have a crush on. I would say I have a no, crush on him. Uh, I guess like maybe this is maybe I'm assigning this to the wrong person, but I thought that like you knew Bug Hall. Like oh personally? wait, I'm remembering. No, my my freshman year roommate went to like elementary school with bug hall and like told me that like he had him in his yearbook and i think i told you that when we met and we we like talked about it at a party this sounds and right. though so in my head i'm like that's Paige's crush i mean you're not wrong like i would not say i don't have a crush on bug hall i just i'm wondering <laughs> if i like went through a phase where i was like talking about bug hall a lot or if it was just like you know you can i think it was more like someone you're like that's someone Paige would like <laughs> No, I think it was probably I was going through a phase where I was talking about Bug Hall a lot, and then you just interacted with me. And <laughs> I remember you were the only person who would engage. <laughs> I love us. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the Little Rascals also stars uh, one of Raven's later View uh, co hosts. Am I still guessing? Yeah. Oh, um, Whoopi? Yeah, whoopee. <laughs> and also Donald Trump. Um, but that's fine. <laughs> we don't have to talk about that. Not a big fan of that guy. <laughs> Loved his work in The Little Rascals. Loved his work in Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. I was I was going to say, he <laughs> lost me at Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. I just oh, thought really? that was like... That was, he yeah. peaked for me then. Mm, mm, no, I, I liked him more as Waldo's dad. Yeah, he really carried that film. Okay, it's 1997, mm -hmm. and tragically, Hanging with Mr. Cooper ends. And I know what you're thinking. This must be the end of Raven Simone's career. Yes. But she's all washed up. not. No? <laughs> she's all washed up at 12 years old. Uh, no. We That's what I was thinking. <laughs> That's what everyone was thinking at home. So then wrong. what happens? Then what happens? Tell no me. hope. Thank you for asking. In 1998, uh, she's in a little film called Dr. Doolittle. Dr. Doolittle? A little film, if you will. What's um, that about? It's about a guy uh, named Dr. Doolittle, played by Eddie Murphy, and he can talk to animals. What? And Raven plays his eldest daughter, Charisse. Uh, and the first scene is... Um, the first scene with her, she uh, says that she's changing changing her name to Paprika. <laughs> Dropping Doolittle, she just wants to go by one name, and that name is Paprika. 
Um. <laughs> Wait, that is so funny, especially because I did meet a child named Saffron today. What? No. Saffron? Yeah. Yeah. Is it spelled like the spice? I didn't ask questions. And I say yeah. meet, it's like it, we interacted and, you know, there was interacted a kid. with. There was a kid. I heard the name. You came be you came aware became aware of a kid named Saffron. I became today. aware of a kid named Saffron <laughs> today. In an wow. undisclosed location. Yeah. That is my yeah, job. For sure. <laughs> um yeah, she wants to change. That her is name my job. Paprika. And the her younger uh sister in Salt. the movie is mm-hmm. <laughs> Sage. Uh what Sage. Did, what uh Mr. Salt and Mrs. Pepper from Blues Clues, they had paprika. Yeah, that was their and child. Sage. And didn't they have a third? Cinnamon? I don't know. Yes. Guys, write in. Let us know. Cin- what it's cinnamon. It's, 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 it's it cinnamon. cinnamon. Yeah. That's what happens when you add salt and pepper together. Yeah, of course. We all know that. Um, I just remember one day finding out they had three kids. Um, but her younger sister is played by Kyla Pratt. Yeah. Who has also had a long career which is uh, funny because when i think of this movie i actually think kyla pratt first certainly and i think the reason for that at least for me is because dr doolittle 3 was all about kyla pratt that must be she, it i think i never saw it but i think she is dr doolittle now like in dr doolittle 3 oh yeah she gets powers i also found it interesting that in the opening credits of the first dr doolittle kyla pratt has her own card like when the opening credits are rolling, it says Kyla Pratt, but Raven shares a card with somebody else. And at this point, I mean, we've been talking about how much Raven has worked. That's so it's weird. Interesting to me. It's I wonder all about, if they like. Can they add that in post? Like, can they add that after the movie comes out, and then when she becomes like a bigger star? I think it's um. But I she's think it still has to do not with a the bigger contracts star. that they sign. Right. Exactly. So I think that Kyla's camp negotiated for her to have her own card. And then Raven's camp just didn't didn't do that. They said that she could share a card. Oh, well, you know what? That maybe is her parents did then give over management in the future. So maybe they were like, maybe someone else could be. Yeah. Maybe they're like, our girl should have had her own. I mean, who really cares at the end of the day? Eddie Murphy. Not the audience at home. <laughs> yeah. Eddie Murphy fought for that. Um, but yeah, no, I watched Dr. Doolittle for the first time yesterday. That's so crazy to me. For this podcast. Yeah, I had never seen it before. It, I did not know it was PG-13. It was much more adult than I was expecting. I think just something about talking animals, I was like, oh, it must be a kid's movie. It is not. You know, that's probably why you didn't see it as a kid is because your parents were strict. So you probably missed yeah. it. But mine were I'm famously sure lax. It. And they probably assumed... <laughs> Oh, it has animals. But it's so many movies like that, especially made in, in this time period. You think they're kid-friendly, and then you watch them back as an adult, and you're like, wow, there's a lot of dick jokes in this. I did think about that while I was watching it. I was like, I, this probably a lot of this probably would have been over my head if I watched it as a child yeah, anyway. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. But there's like a monkey that drinks a lot. There is a lo- there's a lot of stuff like that in Tarzan, too. Yeah. There's like a drunk monkey and there's a tiger that tries to end his life. Like, it's pretty crazy. 
Yikes. Yeah, y'all don't watch Dr. Doolittle. <laughs> if you take one thing from this podcast, <laughs> it's not worth it. <laughs> Wait, yeah. so what's Raven's, like, role in this? Does she speak to animals or not? Tell me the truth. She, uh, she does not. Whoops, sorry. She does not. I found it interesting that the director of Dr. Doolittle also directed John Tucker Must Die. Ooh. Bet you didn't know that. And uh, Troop Beverly Hills. I wonder why they didn't have zoo animals in John Tucker Must Die then. <laughs> yeah. It's like you built your career off of a movie about zoo animals. That's your trademark. You can never make anything That's else. That's your trademark. Someone tell Betty Thomas that. <laughs> okay. 1999 in a very special movie comes out a movie that is very near and dear to my heart and has been represented in many of my halloweens we have (laughs) xenon girl (laughs) of the 21st century truly one One of the best the best do you want to do you want to yeah show her synopsis (laughs) it's about a girl named you guessed it xenon and she lives on a space station in space with her parents and she's just like any normal preteen girl she's our teenage girl you know and she's just trying to figure out life and fashion and she gets you're the one who watched this right because i haven't actually seen it in a long time and i'm like wait what happens next she um finds out that her favorite rock star protozoa is going to be playing the first concert in space on her space station and yes. she uh goes out of her way to win a contest to be able to dance on stage with him but she goes too far and so her parents ground her and they send her to earth get it she's grounded they Ground send her to Earth her. to live with her aunt. And she has trouble fitting into the culture of Earth. Was she born in space? Mm-hmm. Whoa. Yeah. Her parents are like scientists on this space station. And she goes to school and everything on the space station. And who's her best friend? <laughs> um, her best friend is played by Raven Simone. Oh, my goodness. Is it Nebula? Yeah, Nebula. Nebula. That's one of my probably favorite character names of hers. Yeah, Nebula. Nebula is good. I also haven't seen Xenon Girl of the 21st Century in many years, but it really resonated with me. It, it struck a chord. <laughs> I remember it vividly. <laughs> it struck a supernova chord. <laughs> yes, you could say that. <laughs> you could. So good. Um, Highly recommend Xenon Girl of the 21st Century. If you haven't seen that, though, it's like, why are you even listening to this podcast? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, but we see we see um, Raven as, like, a sidekick character in this. Mm-hmm. And then we've... Then we're at 2001. And she also put out... Sorry, to go back to 1999. Oh, sorry. She put out another album called Undeniable. She had a whole music career before she was ever on Disney Channel. Um... The big single from this one was With a Child's Heart. And this That's is more, weird. this wasn't a rap song. It was more dancey. There's also a ballad version if you are interested. Obviously, I'm interested. Yeah. Check it out. With a Child's Heart. I mean, she was a child. That's why it has such a title. It does sound like something that Maddie Ziegler would dance to in dance Oh, in moms. dance moms? Yeah. Agreed. 
right yeah those like <laughs> those uh songs that are meant to sound like popular songs but like are just a little bit off you know the ones you remember dance moms yeah oh <laughs> I, you guys remember so dance good. moms right <laughs> one of the best but then we're back to her first sequel yeah dr doolittle Do too <laughs> the gang's all here we're back again um dr doolittle too the, plot of this one is that uh, <laughs> this time around, Dr. Doolittle has to save a forest. The trees are being chopped down and all the forest animals come to him to help save their home. Oh yes. Oh yes, I remember this. And Raven is there. This She's a little bit older and Dr. Doolittle is having trouble uh, you know, relating to her and just normal dad-daughter struggles as you're growing older. Mm-hmm. I'm a teenager, Dad. You don't get me. You only get animals. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. It's like, he can talk to animals, but can he talk to his own kid? I think that's actually a line from the trailer or something like that. <laughs> it's probably like, talking to animals, that's easy. Talking to a teenager, now that's exactly. called a doctor. Dr. Mm-hmm. Doolittle. Oh, my goodness. Well, then she's in an episode of The Proud Family. Were you a big Proud Family mm-hmm. head? Oh, huge. I loved The Proud Family. I felt so silly when I moved to L.A. There's a street here called La Cienega. And I was like, oh, my God, like La Cienega from The Proud Family. And I was like, oh, it's she's probably named after the street or after the she town. Is, her full name is La Cienega Boulevardes. And then la it's la cienega boulevard (laughs) oh my goodness yeah like when i moved here a year ago that was like one of my (laughs) favorite moments (laughs) you're like wow i've really made it i'm at home cienega boulevard is (laughs) um i watched this episode of the proud family with raven and i remember it as a kid like i remember watching it but i watched it i rewatched it again it is so weird Oh, really? It is Tell a really me. bizarre episode. Well, it's about Kwanzaa, okay? So that it's like they wanted to share what Kwanzaa is, okay? Uh-huh. And I did learn a lot about Kwanzaa, which was great. Right. Um, but the plot of the episode is that Raven... Raven? <laughs> is that Penny Proud? <laughs> Kyla Pratt. I just assume we're always talking about Raven. Hillary um, Duff. Penny Proud. Yeah, sure. <laughs> All of the above. Um... Penny Proud and her family are getting ready for Christmas. They're shopping for Christmas and they see a uh, a homeless family. And, you know, Oscar is like a, a budget conscientious guy. He doesn't want to give any money to this family, but the mom convinces him to. But then they're gone. So they have to go find them at the homeless shelter. Okay. And they go to the homeless shelter and they find this family and Penny invites them over for Christmas. So the family comes over for Christmas and they she penny tries to like introduce the daughter of the family stephanie played by raven okay tries to introduce stephanie to her friends but they're like your friend is weird don't bring her around like if you want to hang out with us you can't be hanging out with stephanie <gasps> okay and she just like reads on christmas books and she calls her yeah christmas and she calls stephanie calls her parents by their first name like she just does odd things like that she's homeschooled and the kids make a point to point out that um she doesn't have a home so she but like her mom's a teacher so she's just teaching her in this uh in the homeless in the shelter 
Uh-huh. Um, but then the family leaves and they come back the next day or sometime later and it's Kwanzaa. And so they teach the proud family about Kwanzaa. They're like, this is what we celebrate. Okay. It's really nice and it's interesting. It's just like, why did they make this family so weird? Then the it's like a magical, like, it's a wonderful life kind of situation. Oh, no. They go to the homeless shelter again and uh, they're like, we don't have a family Ugh. here that fits that description. But then this is the part I still don't really understand. They're like, oh, you're looking for a family that the mom is a teacher, the dad works in construction, they have a daughter named Stephanie, that's us, we're here, and they turn around, and it's a white family. Wait, what? Wait, I don't understand. I don't either. Wait, wait. When they go to the homeless shelter to find Raven's character, Stephanie, and her parents, again, they're not there. But there is a white family that is there. So it's like the idea is like the fam- the Ravens family like brought them to this shelter in order to find this white family that needs help. Because then Oscar hires the dad to do some construction for them. But it's just very so wait, bizarre. Are, they, are you saying that the first family never existed or that they were white the whole time? Correct. I don't know. I don't know. Definitely not that they were white the whole time. It wasn't a white family who went over and, like, taught them about Kwanzaa. Okay. But, yeah. I just don't... I can't quite understand it. And I'm wondering if it's, like, referencing something that I haven't seen. Or, like, there's a missing piece for me personally. But it did not make any sense. (laughs) Oh, wow. Wow. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, at first I was like, it's kind of odd that they're making this family that's like obviously struggling so weird and they're making everybody uncomfortable but also they make it they say that they're they they're like voluntarily homeless basically what like it's not that they 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 are like we are happy to not have a home because we're not like attached to any material things just a lot a lot of it went (laughs) <laughs> really over my head. A lot of it I'm very lost about. I'm so confused. Okay. Definitely watch the episode um, because I am doing my best and I still don't think I am doing it right. <laughs> okay, well, that sounds like the most eventful thing that happened in 2001. <laughs> yeah, I guess it was. <laughs> That's it. When everyone thinks of 2001, they think of that episode of The Proud Family. <laughs> exactly. Only. You and I know you're thinking, this must be the last of little Raven Simone. But it's not. Alas. Her career continues. And that feels like a good place to end part one. A non-controversial button provided, (laughs) provided by yours truly. Once again. When we come back, it'll be 2002. Ooh. And we're not going to tell you more than that. You're going to have to be surprised. Okay, so don't Google Raven. I've actually trademarked the year 2002, so yep. don't even think about it too much. <laughs> don't even go there. Um, but thank you for listening. I'm Hope Carew. I'm Paige Smith. And this has been History Duff Presents Raven Simone, Part 1. Ooh. Doo-doo-doo.